We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. There's the man. <laughs> Holy granola. Holy granola. Holy granola bars. What's up? Not a man. What's going down? Oh, it's snowing. That's nice. Yeah, that's what I thought. I like snow. I like snow too. <laughs> um, hopefully this cold front sticks around, uh, to help out with your your hunt. Yeah, it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to, and I'm pretty bummed out. Got got a pretty nice little cold front the next couple, two, three days. Um, and then it's going to blow out, and it's going to get... It, I mean, it's it's not going to be too bad. It's going to be, uh, oh, probably mid to upper 70s. Yeah. Um, still, I sure wish it would be mid to upper 40s or 50s but i'll take what i can get i'm, I'm elk hunting so i'm not going to complain yeah. about it so hopefully going to go set camp this weekend and the hunt starts tuesday looking forward to it hold on my phone is about to die and you're kind of breaking up a little bit uh-oh that's probably works. That's probably on your end. That's that's why we record this because if the live feed is not fantastic, we still have the recording. Yeah. Okay, hold on <laughs> a sec. <laughs> what are you breaking now, dude? Yeah, we lost Kyle. Dead air. Anyway, um. I am going elk hunting this weekend. I am looking forward to that. Hopefully setting up camp this weekend. Elk hunt starts on Tuesday. Um, Probably really get after it Saturday. Lost Kyle. He'll come back. Uh, Get started hunting a lot, say... Oh, probably Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm really excited. This is a hunt that uh, me and Kyle and Dion done before. This year, Kyle is not going to be with us. Hopefully, he can make the trip down for a day or two, but he's not going to be with us. Um, Dion will be there. It'll be me and Dion. Um, hopefully, we have some good luck. Hopefully, they're talking like we said earlier. The winter's the well, the weather's going to be. A little warm. Um, hopefully it won't be too terrible bad. Oh, there he is again. <laughs> Waiting on Kyle Jackson again.
guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame this video all on you, brother. I'm still rolling. You so. blame it on me. That's fine. <laughs> all right. So what's going down, man? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Just wishing I was getting ready for elk. Yeah. Didn't do it this year. No, no, you didn't. That's what I was telling everybody. I'm going without you. Hopefully you'll be able to come down for a day or two, maybe shoot some video. Yeah. Um, do a podcast or two from elk camp because that's always fun. Um, uh, we're, we've, we've got a, a topic that we're going to talk about tonight, but before we do that, um, this past weekend was Labor Day weekend, Yeah. big three day weekend. Um, the coronavirus only magnified the number of people, uh, out there in the woods and, uh, this disclaimer real quick. Um, if you don't like cussing and your kids are listening, you might want to ask them to walk away for a minute because I'm liable to, to, to cuss just a little bit here. Um, He's going to try not to, but I doubt it's going to stop him. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not really going to try that hard. No, the douchebags. Sorry, sons of bitching Texans. And I know I'm not talking about all of them, just the jackasses that were up there and left piles and piles and piles of garbage. You guys are dicks. Uh, and and you should stay in Texas if that's what you're going to do. Um, go, go find some public land of your own, but stay off of ours because that just pisses me off. The piles and piles of trash. And I'm sure that there was other people doing it too, but... Um, you know, I was up there this weekend and there's some pictures floating around on Facebook of some of the crap from this weekend. Um, you guys are real dicks, real dicks. Um, just once I'd like to have the opportunity to be there and see somebody doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. so I could tell them to their face instead of across a podcast, uh, or Instagram or something like that. You guys are dicks, real dicks. That's unacceptable yeah. behavior, man. Unacceptable. So just leaving, leaving it at campsites or what? Uh, just, yeah, they're straight up leaving it in campsites, and, and these are not even improved campsites. This is just this is um, dispersed camping, um, and it's also leaving it in, um, you know, they, they put dumpsters around uh, in some camp areas and stuff like that so people can disperse the trash, particularly on weekends like this, you know when they know yeah. it's coming. But then when the dumpster gets full, people just pile it around the dumpsters. Uh-huh. Well, you, know? you know, rather than saying, oh, crap, it's full. I better take my own trash out. Um, yeah, they just piles and piles and piles of trash and then bears and birds and uh, cows spread it all around. Yeah, it just, it just, it ticks me off. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, these are my mountains and this is my spot kind of guy. You know, we've talked about that plenty. Um, it's public land, but you dicks that aren't taking care of it. Oh man. Um, 
They, they come up from Texas. They don't have any. And, and I'm going to pick on Texans here for a little bit. I just am because they don't have any public land, so they don't know how to take care of shit. They come up to our mountains, and then they dump their trash on the side thinking that somebody else is going to take care of it. Um, yeah. And that's just not the way it goes, man. You're going to pack it in, pack that shit out. This isn't a place to come and drink beer and, and leave your trash laying all over the place. Um, it's just not. And it pissed me off, so I knew I was going to rant about this because see those pictures, and I didn't just see the pictures. I was up there, and it was it was nuts to butts just all over the forest this you past know, weekend. So I don't, think you're the, I don't think you're the only one that experienced that. I saw... I saw several posts on on yeah. Facebook. I saw uh, one from up in Washington where they just recorded like a mile worth of mm-hmm. forest road, and it was bumper to bumper people parked on the side. And it 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 actually it actually makes you think, you know, that this this whole public land push is good, um, but but sometimes it has unintended consequences yeah, it does. where where you're getting actually the resources being damaged by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because public land is a, is kind of a private place. It's where you go to be away from everybody. Um, yeah. But, you know, on weekends like this, especially, like I said, you know, it, it's always like this. It's, it's always packed on these three day weekends. Right. But this one was particularly busy because of coronavirus. Everybody's been at home. Um, and cooped up, and they're ready to get out, and and then they all get out. And I'm personally picking on Texans because I know where they're coming from. You know, most of them are coming from El Paso, um, in in the, our particular area because it's close. And I was up there, and I saw the license plates. Nine out of ten license plate was white. And yeah. I don't have a problem with them coming up. Come up, enjoy the mountains. It's public land. It's federal land. It's for all of us. Just take care of it. You know, take care yeah. of it. And they weren't, you know. And and they have no cooth either, man. They 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 ride their four-wheelers right next to your camp, right through your camp, walk right through your camp. Um, uh-huh. You know, you get a camping spot and you, you want a little bit of elbow room and then they come and pitch a tent right next to yours. It's just those kind of things, you know. Um, I understand that it's full, but, and it's public land, but, man, there's, there's, there's a few things that people should do uh, when visiting public land um, that they're just unwritten rules, you know, like pick up your damn trash. And if the trash can is full, don't pitch your plastic bags next to it until it's piled mile high. It's just really annoying. Really, really annoying. Yeah. So there's my rant. True enough. True enough. That's 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 my my rant meter for the day. <laughs> Dickheads. <laughs> Buttholes. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, Kyle Jackson? What are we talking about tonight? So, so rather than rather than Buenos Dias, hasta la vista, hasta la vista, shitheads. Right? <laughs> ah, it's frustrating. Cool. It is frustrating. Um, I thought I thought tonight we could talk a little bit. A little bit. Well, it, it would be more kind of an addendum to 
our discussion about, uh, I think it was earlier in the year, you know, after the draw happened, uh, we had a podcast talking about people getting online and saying, Hey, I've never hunted in this area. Can I get some, can some, you know, ideas? Can somebody give me a, uh, a hand and give me some help? And there was a lot of, a lot of back and forth on Facebook about basically you're a dumbass because you did, you put in for an area that you've never been to and, um, go, go yeah. out there and scout. Yeah. And so with that being said, we're, we're very strong advocates of ed- educating yourself, preparing yourself for the hunt that you do have. Um, you know, we did that, did that video on fair chase talking about, um, uh, what we think fair chase is and, and uh, agree with a lot of the other videos that are out there talking about preparedness and mm-hmm. being prepared for your hunt and sighting in and uh, doing, doing your scouting, whether it's e-scouting or on the ground scouting or whatever else. So I think this is going to fall into that uh, on the other side of the aisle. Um, September one rolled around and uh, I had a, had a friend, um, send me a couple of screenshots shots of some, some comments on Facebook. And I saw some of the comments on Facebook myself. Uh, but basically, so September one, uh, you know, I had timestamp on the photo of the, of the stuff, but September one rolls around. It's 1149 AM. And these posts on Facebook start showing up. Um, like one of them was, Hey, does anybody know anyone in unit 34 that packs out animals? And then, you know, the other one was, hey, does anybody know, in, is there anybody in the Roswell area that can track blood good? I need help. And so I think it warrants a conversation about there's only so much, there's only, there's only so much that, that hunters should have to be, you know, expected or willing to, to help out. You, yeah. You've got to do your own part. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to come at it from this angle um, for starters. Um, Regardless of what the question is, um, you know, has anybody got any tips on scouting this area? Has anybody got any tips on hunting this area? Um, Hey, I've shot one and I can't track it. Can somebody help me? If you don't have... uh, we don't want to be completely abrasive and just bashing people for these questions. Um, no. We, we, you know, so if it annoys you, man, just get like that. Um, we don't want to beat them to death because if they're new hunters and, and they're just trying to learn, we don't want to hammer them. But we also kind of need to let them know, you're, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. These are the kind of things, and, and basically... And for our listeners and any new listeners that are new hunters out there, um, these are the kind of things that you want to get nailed down before you go. Um, yes, that's a perfect question. I think that's, that's a. I think that's a good. I think that's a good tact to take on this. Is not necessarily the the comments themselves, but more talking to uh, whether you're a new hunter or not, the, the preparation of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the yeah, that's a perfect question to ask in a hunting group before your hunt. Um, hey, does anybody know anybody that packs out animals in this unit? And then put that number in your phone on speed dial. You know, especially if you know you're hunting alone. If you're hunting elk, that's a tough creature to get out of the woods, especially by yourself. You know, so have that number on speed dial. But don't be looking for that number um, after you make the shot. Um, and and there, that that's a very ethical component to that um, entire thing right there. If you don't think that you're going to be able to get that animal out before it spoils, especially September 1st when it's pretty dang warm, don't take that shot. It's not might, a yeah. it's not you a good thing to do. Be thinking about yeah. about that, and that's yeah. Um, for lack of a better term, kind of the better part of valor. Yeah. Um, we 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 all get ambitious, and we're all ready to go hunting come come September first, and we want to go. And you see an animal, and you chase, and you chase, and you chase, and you get back in a canyon three miles back, mm-hmm. and um that's where you kind of need to realize uh, again is this a shot i really want to take because am i is it is it something that that i'm i'm going to be able to get out is it something that i'm going to be able to um be able to recover uh with very little if any waste of the animal yeah um i think those are questions that that need to be asked do they get asked uh, yes, they do. By by a majority of probably our good ethical hunters, those questions are are tend to be asked and answered. Um, Rodney, you're going to have to respond to people because it's not letting me do that. So, it's all right, I got um, it, man. Anyways, do, do we have um, a question or just a? Oh, yes, no, no. We're just, I'm I'm waving back, brother. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, anyways, but but. I know there's there's a faction of, of hunters out there who are not asking that question. Their entire goal is to get get an animal, um, and we're not talking to them either because they're going to do what they're going to do. We're talking to um, you know those new hunters who yep. don't have those, those experiences, you know, haven't made that bad decision. Um, oh, I've made some bad decisions. That. <laughs> What's that? I said I've made some bad decisions. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not excluding myself. I've made some bad decisions too. But you know, um, a wise man learns from his mistakes. A, a very wise man learns yeah. from others' mistakes. Right. So that's what we're trying to do here right. is, is is get you out of that. But like you said, question like that, talking about, um, do you know anybody who who packs animals out? That yeah. that should have been part of your prep. You yeah. should have thought that through enough to say, hey. You know, I might, I might need somebody to do this, so I better find somebody in the area. Um, and again, can't can't say that we're blameless on making bad decisions because everybody's made those. But oh, yeah. uh, we're trying to trying to keep you from heartache on that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of things, and I think a lot of it. A lot of us take these things for granted, like me, you, and people that have been hunting for quite a while. We take some of these things for granted. Um, uh, we we hunt together. You know, there's always two of us, maybe three of us, right? Me, you, and Dedon. And one of the things that we have is a partner to help us. Um, but and, and we know these things to think about. Um, 
in pre- in preparing for a hunt, we know the things that we've got to do. You know, like um, if we always pack our own out, so that's that's not something that we think about trying to do. Um, we know where we're, but that but what does go with that is we know where we're going to be hunting. You know, I I generally have our hunts mapped out, where we're going to be hunting, where we're going to be going, how far it is, how far off the road, how we can get in there, how we can get a vehicle or in there or where we have to walk or uh, all of these things. I plan all that before the hunt starts. Yeah. Um, I plan all that as soon as this hunt ends, I'll start planning next year. That's <laughs> just, you know, part of what I do. Um, what you do. But yeah. particularly newer hunters, um, hunters that haven't been doing it, you know, uh, inexperienced hunters, um, they don't know all of these things to plan for, you know, and, and one thing for certain is a new hunter or a person that takes their first elk, even their second elk, um, hell, even their third elk, if it's been a while since they've taken one, they, when those animals are on the ground and you walk up to them, it's, no matter how ecstatic you are or what size the horns are, it's an oh shit moment because you realize there's a lot of work that you're fixing to have to do in taking that animal yes. apart and getting him to where he needs to go. Um, yep. You know, one example of that preparation that I do is, you know, I'm like this year. I wanted to make sure that my animal gets put into cold storage. I'm kind of thinking I'm probably going to process my own this year. Um, so I'm currently looking for cold storage where I can hang an elk for a couple of weeks. But I've already got that taken care of. You know, I'm yeah. by the time I start hunting and I'm ready to sling an arrow, um, I'll have that dialed in. Um, yeah. And and that's kind of, I think, the point of the podcast. Not necessarily to harp on people about posting and, and commenting on posts, although, you know, keep it civil, we're all on the same team. Um, just preparation, you know. And that's that's a couple of those things. Knowing what you're going to do with that animal after you get it down is one of the biggest things that you need to prepare for. Um, a lot of people say, don't even worry about that. You need to, you know, learn tracking and learn shooting. And uh, yes, all of that is important, but it, it's, it's a package deal. Yeah. It's 100% a package deal. You shouldn't take the shot. I don't care how good of a shot you are, unless you know what you're going to do with it. When it's, once it's down, you just shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, now if you're willing and able to just pack until it's out of there, no matter where you're at, then take the shot. But you know you're going to do that, and if that's what you know you're going to do, great. But that's that's knowing what you're going to do with it before you take the shot. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't think any of us are are blameless in having a moment where we've got an animal in front of us in a place that we really hadn't thought about having to get it out. Yeah. Um, and I, I can speak to experience that that. That has come with matureness in the hunting realm for me. Um, when I was younger, I don't think I would have cared one bit where it was. I'd have shot it, and then we'd have, and then my attitude back then was more, well, we'll get it on the ground, then we'll figure it out. Yeah. Whereas as I've matured as a hunter, it's now, you know, I had, a, had an experience last year where this is not, not one of our Hunt It Forward participants, but it was 
um, there's a gal that uh, had never had. You breaking up, brother? She wanted to hunt a cow elk, and so I think, sorry about that. I don't know if it's you or me. You got me back yet? I got you. You're good. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> she wanted to hunt a cow elk, so I said, yeah, I'll go help you. And, uh, you know, um, she was brand new. She what she had shot, but she wasn't extremely proficient with her firearm. And so we started chasing, you know, we started stalking this herd. And I knew I could get her within range to where she could make a good shot. But this herd was just kind of continuously moving away from us. And I started to move up this ridge. And I knew at the top of the ridge it dropped over into another drainage. And I knew where we would probably get a shot was at the top of that ridge and that, that cow would have likely gone over into that other drainage where there was no vehicle access. And I was not prepared for that. And so I had a conversation with her. I said, all right, how, you know, how far do you want to go? Understanding these variables, understanding that if we get to the top and you actually get a shot, there's a good chance that she's going to go over into the next drainage and then right. it's going to be, an all-day ordeal for us to pack her out. Um, and so uh, she, thankfully, recognized her her limitations and um, decided to say, okay, yeah, let's just – and this was her last, her last chance to hunt. It's the last morning we could go out, and she decided that it was better for her to, to go ahead and take a, take a no, you know, no tag – um, rather than do something that she had not prepared for. Yep. Sometimes tag soup is better. Sometimes tag tag soup's never better, but sometimes it's a it's the better Best part option. of valor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did the same thing. Me and Deedon, we s- splashed that deer two miles back, and. Um, it was it was extremely rocky country, um, hard walk and flat flatter, but but hard walking rocky country, um, and same thing. You know, we we knew what we were going to have to do. We knew there was no driving to it at all. It was going to be one hundred percent drag that thing out, uh, uh-huh. and that's what we did. Um, for some reason, I don't know why we didn't butcher that thing and put it in the backpack i had the backpack with me i don't know we just stupid let's drag this thing out of here dumbasses um i'm guessing i'm thinking it was Dito's, Dito's Dito's yeah i'm not real sure man he yeah i promise you we'll never do it again <laughs> yeah i know i've heard the story many times so but yeah um you know all, all of those things are important you know and then and that's another factor too you You've got to look at the weather. Um, you, you've got to, when I was younger, that was probably the only thing that really I've, I've weighed into it, you know, is, is can I get this thing out before it spoils? Not can I get it out? Because when I was younger, I didn't care. I'd carry anything out of anywhere. Um, now, you know, I'm going to think about it pretty hard before I pull the trigger. I know that there's a few canyons up there in 34 where we hunted where I would say, I'm not even looking downhill because I'm not carrying anything out of that canyon. Um, 
and when we were younger, we hiked those canyons. So yeah, we exactly care. What you're talking about. Bail off in them. We just didn't care. But now, you know, 44 is a lot different than 24 or 34 even. So, um, but yeah, that, back then, that's about the only thing I thought of was, you know, just weather. And, and new, like I said earlier, I, I think we take some of this stuff for granted because we know it. We understand yeah. it. Um and and so which, which is also why we want to share it exactly because... exactly yeah it's why it becomes a topic um, um there's all those factors you know we you, you can talk about practicing your shot um getting in great physical condition scouting e scouting um all of those things you know meal prep all of that stuff, but after the shot, that's that's the important stuff to me. That the stuff that you better really have nailed down. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it could be something as simple as you know, did you bail off down bail off after something without your backpack, and and now you know you got to hike back up the ridge to get your backpack, get your knives, and all that stuff. I mean, those those are all things to kind of take into account and again um a lot of seasoned hunters take this for granted but um it's it's just stuff that you got to think about um can you can you do what you need to do with the equipment that you have and the time that you have to do it Mm-hmm. what time is it are you going to be doing this in the dark you know um cutting up an elk by yourself got gotten one and quartering it and all of that stuff is time-consuming um there there are a lot of people out there um that can do it in 20 30 minutes you know especially the gutless method um but newer hunters uh less experienced hunters it's going to take an hour or two period and that's just that's just to get it that's just to get it ready to bring out that's not even packing it out um you know so, you know, what what kind of predators are in the area? You know, down here, there's not a whole lot that we have to worry about as far as getting us. Um, mountain lion maybe getting on your kill, um, you know, a bear. But for the most... Mountain lion probably not going to get on your kill. It's more likely going to be a bear, but, you yeah. know, mountain, mountain lion or something like that as a predatory attack is a very real possibility. Yeah. Those are rare in New Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, we have probably a higher population of mountain lion now than yeah. we have in the past probably 20, 30, 50 years. Who knows? Yeah. Um, they're just not, they're just not hunted as hard as they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But knowing you're in the area where those things might be, um, you know, is an important thing, especially if you're hunting, you know, if you're hunting in a, an area, you know, for example, a, a lot of the area where I'm going to be hunting coming up, um, Penyon and Juniper, right? Uh, the chances of me getting anything hung up off the ground very high are slim to none. Uh, there's yeah. certain areas where I do have some pine trees, but for the most part, it's it's a bunch of lower trees, so I'm not going to get anything up. Um so you got to consider that, you know, if you're not going to be able to get it up, get it off the ground, get it in some shade, um, and it's going to take you a while to pack it out, you know, uh, 
are you in an area that's got a lot of bear or a lot of coyotes or, or something that's going to get on your kill and, and cause you to waste some game? Um, they're just all things to think about and know about going in because, I mean, the, the greatest joy to me in hunting is just the experience, uh, being out there and enjoying your time out there. But you don't want to uh, waste that animal. If you're going to take yeah. it, you don't want to waste it. So that's pretty important is to make sure, you know, that you can get it out. Um, so all all of these things factor. All of these things are, are things that you got to prepare for, you know. If you're hunting by yourself, have a buddy, you know. Talk to a buddy and say, hey, um, I'm hunting. This is where I'm hunting. This is the area I'm going to be hunting. If I get something down, can I call you? And then have that guy on speed uh-huh. dial, you know. Make sure... Make sure yeah. that you've got somebody available and in line, and he knows that if you call, he's going to go help you. And make sure you can trust that buddy to help you um, rather than just to say he will and then you not be able to get a hold of him when you call. Um, yeah. You know, just, just line these but things I, out before you go. And, and even if you line those up, um, hopefully you've done a little bit of homework. And even if you've lined it up, make sure that you know of a place where if you don't have service out in the field that you can go to, to get service, to call this person yep. within a reasonable amount of time. Yep. 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 All important things, man. It's, it's, it's a big part of it. Um, that a lot of us just don't prepare for even there. There's a lot of yeah. experienced hunters that don't prepare for it. You know, Yeah. for sure. What else you want to talk about? You got a hunt coming up. What are you doing? What are you up to these days? That's it, man. I'm I'm working, um, counting the minutes till I go hunting. Uh, like I like I said earlier, I've got um, I've got a good archery elk hunt. Um, the weather is not going to be on my side. Case in point, that's going to be a factor that I look at when I'm when I'm hunting. I'm not going to want to get into an area that I can't get something out of pretty quickly because the weather, uh, the heat, uh, will ruin that meat pretty quick. So, uh, yeah. it's going to change my strategy. I had a few places mapped out that I was really wanting to try, but I'm probably going to shy away from and left less it's last resort kind of thing because, um, the time that it'll take me to get it out, uh, and I, and, you know, I don't want to ruin any meat. So, um, but I, I think I'm about as well prepared for this hunt as I can be. Um, I've been shooting. Um, I'm, I'm still fat, but I can still go when it comes to hunting. So, uh, got my, <laughs> got my meals prepped, um, got my new Kefaru backpack. That's what's going to drag it out when I get him down. Yeah. Um, Ready to go, man. I'm I'm ready to get out in the woods and do some hunting. So go go this go this weekend, set up camp. Um I think you've got some of my gear. <laughs> what do I have? Uh my cook table. Uh my metal cook table. Oh yeah. yeah. That's in the You're the one who, you're the one who left it. Oh, uh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't say you took it. I just said you have it. Uh I left it there, but you still have it. <laughs> Um, so, 
Yeah, there's that. And I forgot to get the frame from you for the uh, change tent, for the Boy Scout tent, but I don't need it because I'm going to set up the big fat. So set up the big fat for chilling uh-huh. and, um, and just just hope we can get something get something done i've got four or five days uh in a row and then hopefully i'll be well, you know i'm gonna start going tuesday in the evenings after work um next tuesday um but mostly i mean i'll carry my bow um probably hope to spot a bear in that time actually um yeah, yeah i'm i'm going to be i'm going to be um Doing some evening hunting until Dedon can join me on Friday. Uh, and then I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And uh, hopefully we can get we can get a couple of elk on the ground. So that's yeah, what I'm looking forward to. So, and then the next hunt after that is Maggie's antelope hunt. Mm-hmm. And then we've got... Um, or hunt it forward cow hunt up here in unit 34 if the trash isn't taken over the forest. <laughs> uh, It'll get cold by then. Texans will leave. Right, right. Unless there's snow, they don't, they don't hang around for the cold. Right. Um, and then uh, 2B in January. So, looking forward looking to forward it. Looking forward to that. I've got, yeah. uh, got my bow in the shop right now. Get new strings on. Got brand new arrows. It's a new to me bow. It's a three three year old bow. Right. So looking forward to that. Um, get get that sucker done so I could start practicing a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I put I got a new string put on mine. Shout out to um, uh, High Desert down in Las Cruces. They put a new new string on my bow and help me get the kinks worked out of it and I'm back to shooting good so that's a that's another thing of preparation last year was it last year what did we hunt last year yeah it was on our, on our antelope hunt last year just about yep. I don't know if you can hear that you hear that rain Ooh, it sounds nice I do hear that rain so it's raining there it's snowing here yeah I'll it's, take it's it it's interesting because here it's Snow with thunder. It's, it's nice. rare. It's a thunder it's snow. Cold. Very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so last, last year on my uh, on our antelope hunt, just about everything that could go wrong with my bow went wrong. Yeah. Um, I had a cam slip uh, right in the middle of the hunt. And no, it was right before the hunt. And um, like two or three days before the hunt, and my cam slipped. So I had to get it adjusted, and I got it fixed. Um, and then during the hunt, the the tip of my release fell off. Yeah. And I had to have Dedon borrow one from a friend that had the same one, uh, the yeah. same release. And so I was able to finish the hunt. Um and then later, I f- actually, well, I thought I'd lost it out in the field. Turns out it had rattled loose and was on the dash of my truck. On the so dashboard, I, I remember that. I actually found it and the screw, which was amazing. Um, so, you know, so this year, uh, you know, I, I've got everything marked on my bow. 
So if anything slips or moves, I can see it. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, I've got a spare release. Um, I always had a spare release, but I'm this year I've got I bought two of the exact same release, so I've got two of them. Um, so nothing changes if I'm shooting. Um, cool side note. Um, so I was shooting this year, and I was earlier in the year I was dialed in. I mean I was I was shooting great three arrow groups. Um, great for me. I, I'm not I, I'm not the guy that's trying to put everything. Um, in a dime, you know, uh, the kill zone, if I hit the kill zone 10 out of 10 times, I'm happy. It doesn't have to be bullseye. Not that I'm not trying to dial it in perfect. Um, I'm just not that guy that's going to sit there and tweak my bow this and then that way until it's perfect. I just, I want to know where I'm shooting and and shoot good and just be comfortable. Um, and I'm never going to take a shot that I'm not comfortable with. So there's that. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable shooting this year and not that release. I, I shoot the, um, what is it? The little goose, the Scott little goose. Um, yeah, it sounds right. It, it's adjustable. You can, you can remove a set screw and slide it in and it's got, it's got like three holes so you can shorten it or lengthen it. Right. And I thought. I'm going to lengthen it because I just feel a little, I felt a little short. I felt like I wasn't being able to get back to my anchor point for some reason. You know, I've had that bow. This is my fourth season with that bow. Um, and I was, didn't know why I was, but anyway, I adjusted my Scott, my release and started shooting. And I don't know why I didn't think about it. I think I, I adjusted my release, shot a few arrows and then didn't shoot for a couple of days or a week or so. And I went back to shooting and I just didn't think about adjusting that release. But, I mean, I was yeah. shooting like shit. It was horrible. I mean, I was slinging arrows all over the place. And I was like, what in the heck happened? So I thought it was my bow. Uh, yeah. I take my bow down there. And I drew back. And the guy was like, hey, just stop right there. You know, release my bow. And he starts telling me, you know, you're, you're holding on to your release. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's the way I shoot. And he's like, yeah you need to put all your fingers up and only touch it with the trigger. So nothing's holding that release. It's just free. And I was like, all right. And I did it. And I went right back to shooting good groups. And I was like, well, holy crap. So then I got to looking and when I draw back and I'm holding my release, cause I hold it when I draw back. And when I'm looking through my peep and lining it up with my sights, when I let go, I can, it all shifts like four inches. And I was like, holy crap. So what happened is lengthening that release increased the amount of torque that I was putting on it when I was holding it at the shorter distance, it wasn't causing a problem, but at the longer distance, it was causing more torque. Um, so just a simple thing like that, you know, that's, that goes to that preparation, man. Every little change that you have to make changes something else. Um, right. So, uh, but I got that back all dialed in. I'm shooting real good now. Dedon thinks he can outshoot me again. Um, pretty sure that's not going to happen. So not going to happen. No, no. Sorry, dude. Um, he's blaming something on his eyes. He can't see good, or you know, he's got yeah. contacts now, or you know, 
some new panties. I don't know, but he's 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 shooting really good now. Um, uh-huh. So we're gonna have to play a little game of horse when we get up there. <laughs> nice. Trash him so he'll shut up, and quit talking crap. But yeah, but looking that forward to it. Happens about every year, right? Especially when he misses one at ten yards. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He can shoot him at far distance, but I, I mean, he can't hit anything close. I'm not, <laughs> let's see how he does. Maybe, maybe I won't let him shoot anything inside of eighty this year. Whoo! It's going down now. I it like is. it. Sounds good. I guess uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna affect your recording if we go any longer with that rain in there. I don't know. It's registering for sure. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know how. How much you can hear it or they can hear it. I can hear it in my headset, so I'm sure that people can hear it. I can thanks sure hear it. That's for sure. Yeah. So. I don't even know how long we've been going. Well, oh, 45 minutes. We still got time. Yeah. Good deal. Well, I uh, wish I could be there for the whole hunt. Yep. I may or may not be able to talk my wife into coming down for a couple of days. Um, but we'll Le- see. Leave her at home. <laughs> huh? I said leave her at home. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see how well that goes over. Yeah, like drop- we've had a podcast about that. Yeah. Drop <laughs> drop her off at my wife's. She, they, they can hang out until for, yeah, for a day yeah, or we'll two. Yeah, we'll see about that. So, you leave her. Good at, deal, man. You leave her at my house. She'll be happy. Boom. Okay. I like it. Boom. Probably, nice. probably about to lose power. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. Thanks for joining, guys. I will. Uh, I will release the podcast tomorrow night. I'm not releasing it tonight. It'll go out tomorrow night. Um, next week. Um, there will be a podcast next Tuesday. Uh, the following Tuesday, not so much. I'm going to be hunting, guys. <laughs> I'm going to be hunting, so don't expect one the following Tuesday. But thanks for joining. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.